everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. basically because of all the COVID, so they cancelled all the ballets for like the last three years so this year everyone wanted to go and so I had to obviously I I had tickets to the Nutcracker and and my mum was like absolutely livid and then I realised that we were going to have to like rush back from James's parents in Sussex in order to go so as a surprise on Christmas morning I gave her you know the little red binoculars you get at the theatre and a little wrapped up um, Nutcracker Christmas tree toy and she opened them she's like oh nice when I can finally get tickets for the ballet I was like like I would just randomly buy you red goggles I was like open yeah, just to rub it in by the way I'm going <laughs> I bet she thought that in her head as well because my mom's so hateful and then I was like mom open the card and she opened the card she's like oh my god and she cried and I think it might be the best gift I've ever given <laughs> and I technically didn't pay for it even though I did pay for it for myself it was for me at the time so I just re-gifted it right yeah <laughs> What did you give your mum for Christmas, Emma? Oh, I got her some slippers. <laughs> but to be fair, do you know what she got me? Really random as well. Three pairs of rainbow socks. Like, and then I was like, oh, what? LGBT? She was like, yeah, saw them. Just thought. <laughs> My daughter's gay. She'll love these. <laughs> no, like genuinely. What else did she get me? I feel like it was that and then like we did really small presents it might have been like some gloves or something my mum always gets everyone the same thing she gets everyone pajamas and she gets everyone like a joe malone smelly something and that's it that's nice anyway hi guys hi everyone um how's your week been how's been you talking to me i was like (laughs) i can't talk back um birdie's getting better as of yesterday she's on the mend she actually funnily enough I resumed sleep training with her last night because she's on the mend and she's got very attached to me and actually she she did pretty well considering she's gone without for a while so that was good but she keeps waking up at like four in the morning with really bad trapped wind and like having a complete meltdown and everyone said you know she gets closer to six months it'll get better and it'll eventually go definitely not getting better so we're going to the doctor today just to see if there's anything she should be doing she's not already doing re-milk Anyone who's got any tips, please tell us. She's already on a specific type of milk and taking probiotics, but I am here for here for hearing your opinions. And that's about it. How's your week going? Has your work drama resolved itself? Yes, it has. And yeah, really good week. Good. Yeah. It, feels, it feels like this week has been really slow and also ridiculously fast. This has been like the hardest week, I think, since becoming a mum that I've had, but it's over now. Like, I feel like it's over. It's passed and I survived. So it's fine. Off we go. Hey, um, what's that saying? You made it through all of your hardest days. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. Like, the best rate is 100% on all of your hardest days. Don't you realise as you get older, it's just inevitable that you have really hard days and weeks and sometimes, unfortunately, even months, sometimes years. And you know what? you kind of just have to get on with it <laughs> don't don't succumb to it yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, is there anything on the live before I go into the question? Um, Lisa's just saying afternoon and Ellie is also saying made it again twice in one week. Oh, well done. Well done. Love that. And then we can get on with quizzes. You know, there's still people requesting to join the group, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that you know. There's more people than a page. Well, and do you know why? Because when we post on the EC method Instagram, there's always you've got to cut that out, Emma. You've got to cut. Yeah, or freaking Ollie posting in the old group. Oh yeah, here's the link. No, we didn't do that. Don't you think there's a reason that I spend so long sending people emails for it to go to their junk, for them not to find it, for me to DM people, for me to like all of the admin stuff behind it. If I thought it was a good idea, I would have just put it in the old group. Like, this is why I go to all of that effort. Why did you do that, Ollie? Naughty, naughty. Back of the class. To be fair, fair, he was obviously only trying to be helpful to people. But (laughs) like, yeah. That's why we don't do that. Yeah, that's annoying. Okay, anyway, let's move on. If you haven't, if you're here and you haven't paid, shame on you. (laughs) What did I used to, I used to have like, yeah, I used to have a thing that was like, remember we used to get people to put in their email addresses to join the group? So they used to have to be like, yes, I paid and here's the email address I paid with. Because obviously we went and checked them all. (laughs) And then I'd also have like, if you try and join and you haven't paid, you'll have bad karma for the rest of your life. So just bear that in mind. That should be enough to deter people. I know, right? We're trying to run a business here, guys. We work hard for you, especially Emma. I have not done that much this week. <laughs> Emma, it's all over it. Okay, right. So, Quizzy, Pascal, what a great name. Pascal. Hi, Emma and Chloe. I hope you're both well and little Bodie is doing better. She is loads better, thank you. I'm doing the gym workouts and I'm really enjoying them. I'm not enjoying the barbell though, 20 kgs. I find it's too heavy for me. It makes me off balance and it messes up my form. I've got lower back muscle ache for the second week running after deadlifts. So my question is, can I do all of the barbell workouts with dumbbells and will it make a massive difference to my body composition? I think I need to build up the muscles on my back. This is the first time I've worked out in the gym and I'm feeling quite pathetic. Thank you so, thank you so much. I'm so ready for this. Great question. Uh, there's a couple of things we probably need to cover here. Uh, usually in the gym space, there's 15 kg barbell and there's a 20 kg barbell. So if you want to try, find that. If you just look at the end, it should be on the end. Sometimes when they're old, it's not, but try that. Alternatively, absolutely fine for you to change everything to dumbbells. Um, you know, in terms of a back squat, you can do a goblet squat, and you could do um, you could do like a, a single dumbbell or kettlebell deadlift. So you put it in between your feet, and again, let um, I'll go over this in a minute. But come down, pick it up, put it down. In in terms of a bar, you don't need to do a bar. Um, and and again, a dumbbell on your on your thighs. I mean, I don't know what Emma's program for the gym, but if you're doing a hip thrust, that's also a really nice way to take all that pressure off your kind of crotch bladder area. Um, it won't make any difference to your body composition at all. It's really important that you you lift to your failure with good form. Now, you you say that you get um, lower back ache after deadlifts. Um, and again, exactly what we talked about yesterday, this shows that you don't have a neutral spine. Um, and that you, your kind of your core isn't properly engaged. So again, with a deadlift, a deadlift is a, a hip hinge out to come down. So it's a hip hinge to come down, and you want to make sure that whole time that you have 
again, like you're going to get punched in the stomach, a nice neutral spine. If you're going like that and you're deadlifting, you're in trouble. Um, so you really want to make sure that your spine is nice and neutral and your core is nice and strong and engaged. And that should solve the problem. That is a form issue, not the weight too heavy issue. That's my answer, Emma. Don't think I have anything to add apart from I love your exercise demos, which is literally just the smallest proportion of your body. It's very hard to see, but actually think helpful anyway. Well, yeah, because I mean, I'm kind of my torso is kind yeah, of yeah. Helpful. You can see the neutral spine, so that's the main part. And then I think the only thing to add about uh, barbells is that really the reason people use them is so they can load them heavier. So if you're starting out with a dumbbell, yeah, absolutely fine. I do think especially with like conventional deadlifts it's quite hard to get into the right position without using a barbell with like big enough plates on yeah yeah yeah. so even like kettlebells are good swap but you often go a little bit too low and you can round your lower back a little bit so yeah make sure it's not a form issue with the deadlifts as opposed to a weight issue but I totally get you with barbells being too heavy especially like I also find some machines are just too heavy like I can't hack squat because it's so heavy with no weight on it like ridiculously heavy. like I can't I genuinely can't even do three reps so I'm like well this is have you ever used you're like mm, loser <laughs> loser I haven't used the hack squat machine in a long time so I wouldn't even know I was shocked though because I've got because I'm training um face to face now a couple of them I, I am shocked at how not strong I am on machines at all. So when I set them up, they're like right at the top. Um, but it's because I don't really, I, I haven't, this is changing now. Now I do two leg days a week. One is all free weights, one is all machines. And I, I love that. And I love, I love training like that. But um, that's very, very near. I only started doing that a few weeks ago. And it, I'm significantly weak on machines, of course, because I'm not adapted. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Emma. It's Sometimes it's quite shocking how not strong you are on an exercise when if you were to go into the free on a machine and go in the free weight section you can do really heavy it's weird yeah yeah okay weird. I mean I suppose it's because it's more of an isolated movement isn't it typically on a machine than like a free weight compound combined. yeah but you'd never like get on a leg extension and be like I can't even do the lowest weight on a leg extension whereas like the hack squat is actually so heavy yeah. that with no weight on like I wouldn't even be able, like you certainly can do a warm-up with no weight and then add weight well, I mean, many people could. I certainly couldn't. I um, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't remember now. What What do you when you do dumbbell chest press? What do you dumbbell chest press? Uh, what for what reps? What do you like, bench for? Like a standard hypertrophy rep range, like eight, like eight to ten. Eight, right, okay. Um, probably twenty fours. Nice. You're so much stronger than me. Only yeah, but remember that I mostly train upper body, <laughs> so I have yeah, a huge yeah, advantage. Yeah. I mean, I, I, even I, before like I had a bad back, I was still significantly stronger upper body. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, the genetics are real. I um, I managed to get up to fourteens today, which is good for me postnatally. So I'm happy with that. But Emma, um, now you set the bar, so now I have something to work up to. I like that. Yeah, when my back was bad and I put on all that weight. I think I managed to bench press like six was it it was even I think I got 70 for two reps nice yeah, I, I, I was weighing a lot as well <laughs> I find bench press a lot easier than the dumbbell press obviously but I've just I also stopped training chest for a really long time but now I'm really into it again anyway last question yes okay Liz um hi uh, glad Bodie's doing better Chloe 
um I don't know how to say this name I want to say Elsa how would you say this y-s-e-l-l-a Isella Isella ah okay Isella had horrendous reflux as a baby I'll post some tips for you okay awesome Question re V-bar lat pulldowns. I can really feel them in my abs slash core lately, which I never used to. Should I, or is it an indication of a form issue? Thank you, as always. Um, I'd quite like to see a video. The only thing I could think is that maybe you're leaning back a little bit too much. I feel a lot of pulls in my core. In my Yeah, I mean, you should feel it in your core, but it's weird to me that you're just starting to feel it. And then V-bar is quite, like, is the close grip. No, I think I, I feel that quite a lot in my core, even just doing that. Okay, well, Chloe's just wandered off. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. I'm always in the vicinity, just out of shot. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, let's see a video. Oh, the other question I had for you, is, is new workouts come Monday, right? Yeah, week four. What week are we on? Is this week three? Yeah, I think so. I mean... <laughs> You are asking the wrong person. Um, you are asking the wrong person. Every time I have to Google how many weeks from the whatever start date, because I just get so confused with numbers of weeks. Now I've had a baby, now we're both fucked. Yeah, so in week four, uh, new workouts will be uploaded. Um, so yeah, this is a nine week round though, right? It will be eight weeks, but then there'll be a week break. Oh, fine, okay. Okay, we're up to it on the live. Okay, fine. Sorry, I've got cracked lips and they're absolutely killing. Okay. Gosh, what kind of uh, lips are we using? I don't know. Someone sent it me and it's actually really good. It's called Scuba Med. Scuba Med. It's really good, actually. I like it. Don't you hate it when you put it on and you're like Vaseline and your lips are still dry and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, fuck off with this. Where's the lubricant here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just because they're slipping around, they are not hydrated. This is good. Okay, Vicky Keelan. Hello, lovely ladies. A bit of advice, please. When do I know it's time to go into maintenance? I think I'm there, but the fear of going into it is blurring my decision. This comes from many, many, many years of weight loss and never staying at maintenance for too long. When I'll be off what I thought was my goal weight, do you think I should keep going? Um, you're ready now because you're you've hit what you want to hit. Although we don't really like goal weights, but let's just park that for now. You've hit what you want to hit. You're asking the question. You're the only thing standing in the way is that you're scared. So the first thing we do is we just add 10% to your calories, which is going to be somewhere in the region of one to 200. Um, and try to keep your expenditure the same. Although if you're really pushing to hit, I don't know, 80,000 steps a week, feel free to drop it down a little bit. Or if you're like really gunning, doing, you know, half an hour of cardio after every session, maybe reduce it a bit or reduce how many sessions you do. Give it a couple of weeks, see how you get on. You might well find that you continue to lose, um, in which case we can up it again. Um, you might find that you're, you're maintaining and you'd actually like to try and increase it a bit more. We'll up it again. But really, Emma and I always say this, it's not going to be that much of a difference from where you are now. God, it's really dark in here. It's not going to be that much of a difference from where you are now. And um, it's just going to be a few hundred calories and all the habits that got you where you are now, you, you have to keep up to an extent. Like I say, we can reduce expenditure a little bit, but doing 70K steps a week is really healthy and happy number. It's not extreme at all. Um, doing a bit of cardio after ses sessions again is really good, really healthy. We can reduce it, but probably let's not cut it. And, you know, being calorie aware is something which is going to serve you well for the rest of your life um, in terms of your quality of life, your your 
kind of, I guess, your, your self-confidence and your own skin, um, your longevity of life, not not overeating is going to serve you well forever. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that was such a good answer. I don't think I have much to add, but remember that this time is different than the last times because you're not getting to the end of the diet and then being left alone to just try and figure it out on your own. Like you have us here to help you. And if you do have little blips or you worry about things, like we are here to reassure you. And then I was thinking about this this morning because I was having a discussion with someone about maintenance and the importance of maintaining things. It made me think like health is not a destination. So like you can lose weight in eight weeks and you've got to your weight loss goal, but like actually the weight loss goal really, when you get to the fundamental why behind it, I would hope at some level has something to do with health, right? And if you want to maintain health, you can't just do an eight week diet once. Like if you want to be healthy, you need to continue to exercise. You need to continue to be active. You need to continue to fuel your body with healthy, nutritious foods. So there is no end point. There is no destination to it. So yeah. Um, yeah perfect practical points from chloe and i kind of agree that ideally you would change one thing at once so like let's keep everything the same and up your calories and then if other changes need to be made we can make those as well i agree with that and you know you learn this the hard way i can't speak for emma although i'm sure she can relate on some level (laughs) i remember the first time i got like quote unquote in shape and i was like oh cool i'm done like this is like a few months after i'd started I was like, oh, cool, I'm done. I'm just like, read the diet. I mean, I was always, I've never had an issue with training in there. Like, that's never been a problem for me. But like the diet. (laughs) Okay. Oh my God. I got, I gained more body fat in the space of two weeks than I'd ever had before. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, I can't just not do it anymore. But it was such a silly, rude awakening. Such an obvious thing. But isn't it funny? I feel like it happens to everyone. Well, what was weird is I think I almost went the other way of like, I got really lean for a photo shoot. And then the whole point would be like, put on a, a bit of weight to be like a healthy weight, you know, not yeah, really. And I was like, I think I'll just maintain here. <laughs> and then I did, and I never wanted to put on more. So I just kept doing the same things that I was doing and maintaining like ridiculously lean level. So yeah. I remember doing like a, getting really, really lean for a shoot it, after like a 24 week fat loss phase. So like significant, like six months of fat loss phase. And then I had another shoot like 10 weeks later and I did the same. I was like, I'll maintain it. Did not, that did not end well. That was awful. That was before wine and cheesecake. Oh, uh, yes. Probably had a lot to do with it. <laughs> Could have been there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, morning, lovelies. Um, finally on the rebound after COVID and managed two lifting sessions this week with less weight and working on more steps. Never thought it would take me nearly three weeks to get my energy back. Oh, um, good that you're on the way back though. Okay, Laura, I'm not, I'm not achieve my fat loss target daily. I'm, I'm assuming this is meant to say, I'm not achieving my fat target daily. I range from 25 grams to 40 grams. Can you talk about the impact and negatives this might have, please? Yes. So fats are essential in your diet, as in your body cannot synthesize certain essential fatty acids. So you do need to get them from your diet. You could be, and to be quite honest, this normally happens at more extreme low fat levels, but we want to be so far from that that it's not even a consideration. But you could be impacting things like your hormonal health because fats are required for hormonal health. Um 
but just general I mean this sounds so vague but like general need for even even the way like cells are made requires fats and things as well so it's important to just be a healthy human being that is functioning well um, and especially important for women given the impact the hormonal impact as well so it is something I would think about um also yeah. the inflammation in the body it's it's an anti-inflammatory it's it's a really important thing for all of you to be conscious of and also to try and not just nail it through like trace fats so fats that are just kind of coming in randomly off the back of x food group but actually getting in real fats like some olive oil some oily fish some nuts some this but you know as we said be moderate, be be small to moderate with intake because it will add up quickly in terms of calories. And you don't, we don't need you like going, you know, doing, I don't know, a hundred grams of fat a day. Like it's just, I don't even know if you could do that with the, on your calories with the protein you want as well. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're up to date on the live. Okay. Becky Sharp, whose photos have just completely gone through start to finish. And you of course, yeah. Of course. Your daughter is so cute. It hurts um hi ladies can I ask you to discuss calorie deficit when breastfeeding for context I'm feeding my eight month old now roughly six to seven feeds a day slash night I'm on 1800 calories and I have been since the end of July I've lost over a stone during this time but my weight loss seems to have plateaued and I'm wondering if I should drop further I am five foot eight stone six walking 10 to 12k steps a day four gym workouts a week aiming for body recomp give me one second let me just have a little look at this um <clears throat> sorry i just it's just my mental arithmetic i'm just doing some stuff right okay so um first of all the research and emma's talked about this before and i kind of really okay i really err on the side of caution here so i'm going to give you a very contextual answer okay the research behind you your body kind of your milk quote unquote drying up if you go really low calories is murky at best um however it does make logical sense and it is something to be conscious of so for that reason we err on the side of caution um so i personally would say your five foot 53 kgs on 1800 calories a day doing a healthy 10 to 10 to 12 K steps roughly a day and a healthy, happy four gym workouts a week. I don't think that you, and you say that you've plateaued, you've quote unquote plateaued because you're five foot and 53 kg. So a lot of your results now are going to start to see more visually. I think you've had, as you say, you've, you've done really well so far, re-weight loss. I personally don't want you to drop your calories anymore. Um, However, if you want to try and do like a 16 to 1700 bracket, I, that would be perfectly acceptable. But again, a lot of this, we come back around to how lean are you at this stage? Because that's going to affect it as well. I, I'd quite like to see photos before I tell you whether or not I'm happy for you to drop your calories. But even if you did, it would be such a tiny amount. Because as I say, you are so small anyway, you're really not going to see that much change on the scales at this point. Emma? I don't think I have anything to add. I think it's it's often hard I mean it is hard being a petite woman because a lot of the odds are kind of stacked against you a little bit and I don't say this to be like defeatist it's absolutely possible to stay in shape 
but realistically you need to be lighter to be a healthy weight than if you were taller right and I was speaking about this yesterday and someone was like yeah if I was just like five inches taller uh I, I would be in a healthy weight range on BMI and I'm like yeah I'm not sure you totally get the point like the point yeah. is like you can't just be a taller person but you'd also have like if you were five inches taller you'd also be heavier right so it's not like you can just add height and not weight to the equation like there would be more bone there would be more organ there would be more just like mass of you as a human being yeah. the reason that it's harder for smaller people is that at any given energy expenditure sorry at any given like step count for example you are going to expend less energy because there is less mass of you like your basal metabolic rate is lower there's less of you to carry around which means you have to eat less calories the reason that that's so hard because you also need less calories and the likelihood is your hunger is lower than someone who has a higher basal metabolic rate than you but because the food choices are the same and the portion sizes are the same and everything's so highly calorific at the moment or at the moment in in life generally now it becomes a lot harder and you need to be a little bit more careful so like if you go out for a meal with one of your friends who's got like I don't know an extra five six hundred calories to play with that might not impact them very much that day but it might be half of your calorie intake so you have to be that bit more careful or that bit more aware of the foods that you are eating because you have a little bit less flexibility there yeah here here great great points or start expending excessive amounts of energy which again will backfire when your hunger levels ramp up so there is that balance to be had right like it's hard like physiologically it's it's fair to say that you probably will probably maybe will experience less hunger um and need and you do need less calories but it is fair to say we still all live in the same and food environment we're in and even for like men be women i diet a male client on like like a lot of the time 2500 calories and that gives them so much room to play and freedom and I diet, you know, a female client with the exact same goals on 1500 and it's hard. And like, so, so, and, and of course, as we say, like you need less, you probably experience this hunger. Maybe that depends on so many things, but, but it, it's, it still fucking sucks. But I love that someone was like, I love that point. That really made me laugh. I had a client the other day be like, say to me, um, she's probably listening to this. <laughs> she said to me, I, um, I know that I know that it's total calories, but um, I really don't lose weight if I will keep a glass of wine in my diet or whatever. And I was like, no, it, I promise you, I promise you it's total calories. But then I also think that maybe I misinterpreted it and what she actually meant was like, because that impacts my behaviors. But it is, I went through that phase too of being like, no, I genuinely can't have bread and lose weight. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's, yeah, that was what my mom still thinks that. But I yeah. think it, really what they're saying is it's so much easier for me to stick to my calories if I don't drink or if I don't eat bread which yeah. makes a hell of a lot of sense because it's very easy to over drink it's very easy to overeat bread yeah but also because it's very easy to give a diet 100 percent instead of what we try and coach you guys to do which is to try and maintain some balance so you don't eventually get yourself into the place where you think fuck it and eat everything in sight because you've had these things in your diet that whole time leading up to that point so if I maybe you sit down and have a chocolate bar but you're not thinking like I'm having a shit day today's my opportunity I'm just I deserve to eat everything that I've been depriving myself of this isn't fair woe is me mindset which happens to everyone it's very human 
Whereas if you haven't been depriving yourself, you don't end up thinking that food is the, is the, is the reward for you having a shit day. That's why we're really trying to get you there. And Emma and I know we've been there. We've trained thousands of clients. It happens pretty much as like the rule, not the exception. It's the rule. So that's why we're like, I know it's easier to give hundred percent, but please do try and not deprive yourself of the things that you love when you're quote unquote dieting. Yeah, I think the amount of conversations we have, people that like, yeah, well, when I'm dying, I just don't have chocolate or crisps or bread or whatever, insert food in the house and it works fine. It's like, yeah, but like even in that sentence, you can see the problem when I'm dieting, not when I'm living my life for the rest of my life because I want to maintain these results. Yeah, that's what the problem is. And like, and we're fine for you to do that for a period if these are trigger foods and we're trying to get the ball rolling. Like, you know, it's really hard to start diet after Christmas when the fridge is still full of Christmas food, your family's still there. Like, that's really difficult. So there is a point where we might be like, maybe let's not have it in the house for a couple of weeks. But you do have to then start to think about, as Emma's saying, the long term, the rest of your life and bringing these things back in, um, which is what I'm doing with this time. Anyway, right. No live? I'm up to date on the live. Okay, this is either Nush or Noosh, Gilbert. If it's Noosh, I'm thinking maybe short for a Nusha, or it's just Nush. <laughs> I've previously been on a plan with a PT, which worked very well for me, but I was generally on less calories with more cardio and the same meat. I'm getting great results with you guys so far. I'm 5kg down. Wow. I'm astounded that I can get these results with three resistance sessions a week and more calories, but how can this be? Emma, I'll let you take this one because you're good with this kind of behavioral stuff. Yeah, probably adherence. Um, there are also other considerations that it could be. So it could be that for sure you might have been getting the same steps in technically, but you could be like when you do a lot of exercise or a lot of steps and maybe added cardio as well, you might be very sedentary outside of that. And even things that you might not be thinking of, like like fidgeting and stuff like that, that can start to add up as well. And then I also think the likelihood is you were in a deficit with him, you're in a deficit with us. Ours actually might be a slightly smaller deficit, but in terms of the results that you see on the scales, there might not be that much difference. So like a 200 calorie deficit or bigger deficit from a behavioral standpoint could feel like a hell of a lot more effort, right? It's a bit of extra cardio, it's doing some extra steps, it's being on slightly lower calories but from a what do this what does the scale look like or what does the actual fat loss at the end of the week look like with an extra 700 odd calorie deficit might not be that different um yeah so I would imagine it's that then other things can come in like inaccurate tracking um adherence yeah but the likelihood is you're in a deficit with him you're in deficit with us ours is more maintainable and more enjoyable thus you're going to get better results that you can maintain and you're just going to be more surprised by it and have more energy by like for the rest of your life as well and like be able to be sociable and and happy and not overthinking about food and not worrying that you're not going to hit this very low calorie target or you need to get extra cardio in or xyz yeah okay anything on the live just suzanne saying that she made her first live welcome fab frank pammy diamond we're talking about you before we came on thank you for your very lovely heartwarming generous kind reassuring post last night it made I told Emma it nearly made me cry it made me feel so much calmer about the week I've had in terms of the work context of work so thank you um 
I've got a friend so, who's like you called Georgia. <laughs> Morning legend. <laughs> Can you please explain why resistance training is so good for menopausal women in particular? I understand that this is all to do with bone strength, brackets, I think. But is it purely to strengthen muscles around the bone? Or is there some other voodoo magic thingy happening here? I have osteopenia um, as an after effect of chemo. So it's important. I just really want to understand more about this. Thank you. Loving you from FPD. Emma, I'll let you take this. Okay, so yes, you're right that there's the impact on bone mineral density. There's also the impact. So when your estrogen is lower, it's harder to build muscle. Thus, it's more important to be doing resistance training to at least maintain your muscle as well. So there's that aspect. And I don't think people appreciate quite how impactful muscle is directly on health. Like it is directly proportional to like your cardiometabolic health, your risk of things like cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes. And for you in particular, so this is the area I used to work in, women that have had um, breast cancer and especially certain treatments are cardiotoxic. So loss of bone mineral density is one side effect, but also they're at a much higher risk of things like cardiometabolic complications like cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes. So again, it's even more important that you're trying to build and maintain that muscle and have that muscle be metabolically active because your muscle is the biggest site of glucose disposal in your body, which means the more muscle that you have, like the better able you, the better you are able to tolerate glucose loads, the in so many ways, the healthier you are, the longer you will live with a higher quality of life because your ability to <coughs> look after yourself and move and have like free living, I guess, before you get to the point that you need help with general daily tasks. And I'm obviously talking for this instance in like years and years and years, but those are considerations. That actually, it's the work that you do now that has an impact on later life. So for all of those reasons, and then I would add as well, like mental health, like exercise for mental health, which can be especially hard during menopause. But I think in your situation specifically, it's so, so important. And the research I was looking at was um, HIIT training in uh hit training in breast cancer survivors that had metabolic syndrome which is like a risk factor of high high score for potentially getting cardiometabolic problems um and i think actually what probably would have been an even better intervention is resistance training why is it um what i'm trying to think of how to word this question why is it um, post-cancer or chemo um, survivors who are more at risk of metabolic diseases? Why? What, is, why, what happens there? Because some of the treatments are cardiotoxic, so they have harm to the heart health. Organ, okay, finally, that makes sense. But it's such an, you know what? When I, I, have to bring the, <laughs> I have to bring the podcast back this year, and I actually genuinely do have to do it in March for reasons I won't bore people with, um, but I actually have to. Um, you should come on and talk about that kind of thing because I just think that's such a specialist subject and there's so many people that it applies to that maybe you know kind of get left out of health and fitness discussions in terms of what we do not in terms of you know their their kind of specific advice but I think that could be so interesting and I yeah, don't know no, enough about it at all there are quite a lot of considerations around certain forms of treatment which cancer you've had 
um, when you should be exercising, even exercise during treatment, which is really, really interesting. Really, I've read that really interesting research. And also in on term, like supplements that you really shouldn't be taking, right? Uh, which is really interesting, which for, for kind of a like gem pop, you know, although it's like one in two now that get cancer, isn't it? So it's like 50% level. Um, but like supplements that, that you would say would, would be really healthy to take with certain type of cancers are really toxic and, and not a good idea. Yeah. And then what's specific for a lot of people, like especially menopause is being talked about more now, but a specific group of people that I feel isn't spoken about enough is like people who choose not to take each like hormone replacement therapy, choose to or are told not to, right? Because of their risk of certain forms of cancer. Like there needs to be more because a lot of the time people are like yeah take HRT it changed my life it's like well you because that's not helpful for me because I can't do that right so what about me in my situation what can I do so maybe we could talk about that as well yeah a specialist podcast with Emma Story Gordon the brainiest brainiac that ever did brain um okay one more hi girls again nush or noosh is there a reason that stretches aren't built into the workouts there is a stretching file is it on the website Em yes yeah so just go have a look at the website um anything on the line yes lauren maybe a stupid question but i just wondered if the places that take you the longest to build muscle are the places you lose it from first asking on behalf of the glutes i took a year on ec method growing that decided to hit the roads during pregnancy slash postpartum recovery i'm working hard to get them back (laughs) i love that asking on behalf that's interesting. The rate of atrophy, um, does it apply to your genetically weaker areas? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I haven't looked into it. Um, I would assume yes. I would assume yes, but that's not a hard yes. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Um, what I will say is that the places where you genetically don't have that much muscle, like we all know, like I have great quad. We all know I have great quads. So that's not what I meant. Sorry, I just- we all know. <laughs> I accidentally merged two sentences there and then I heard myself and I was like stop um I have had good quads and I look back on photos of myself you know back when the Spice Girls were a thing wearing my first like platform heels and I have quads as a kid um so genetically I have good quads and now that I've trained them although not now because again pregnancy (laughs) atrophy is so real um now that I train them they're mega like they're a good muscle on me can't, can't miss them guys um uh whereas my glutes are quite weak I talked about being hypermobile yesterday and not you know going through a period a long period of weightlifting where I wasn't my form wasn't optimal for my glutes to grow um so it, both genetics and your biomechanics what you naturally struggle with in the gym in order to really really um target a specific muscle group a specific muscle area like glutes um, will both play a role in the fact that, yeah, like even if you even if you stand or walk wrong, you're engaging less glute. Whereas if you stand and walk properly for your glutes to be, you know, um, working, um, then then you you're you're naturally working your glutes more than someone who doesn't stand like that. Even that counts. So if you've always struggled with that kind of thing, well then yeah, you are going to atrophy quicker, and yeah, you are going to find it harder to rebuild that muscle after. Um, like I say, versus someone who who kind of stands with a neutral spine anyway and really engages their glutes as they walk anyway, um, and who you know, like me, has always had some good glutes on them. You know, like the Brazilian girls of this world. Um, so 
Yeah, that was a really fun question. I really got excited there. <laughs> oh, we all know I've got a good clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. And also, yeah, those are all the points I was thinking in my head. I was like, yeah, I probably would just because everyone's kind of predisposed to use certain muscles a little bit more. Like yeah. some people, I remember this like legendary bodybuilder and someone came and asked him at a Q&A like how he grew his calves and he was totally honest and he was like my dad <laughs> yeah well one <laughs> took a load of steroids but two he's like my dad who's never been to a gym before has banging calves like a lot of this is genetics and I was like respect for that um, I hate people in our industry that pretend it's not a thing it's a fucking thing you, I said this before, you can get the same exact person with the same height, the same weight, the same goal, the same lifting plan, and they will both look completely different at the end of the year. It's so much about genetics. And as I just said, predisposition, re physical ability, movement patterns, everything. You're going to love this comment. <clears throat> it's from Lauren. She says, she says, oh, that makes sense. Sounds like when we're similar, as I also have amazing quads. <laughs> love it we need more people to speak out about what they love about themselves we need we need everyone you need to be I want everyone on the EC method to work on feeling yourself like maybe everyone should do a post in the group and it'll be like we all know I and then (laughs) have amazing I, I would actually genuinely really like it if everyone in the group does a post that's like the most obnoxious like self congratulating thing that they fucking deserve to congratulate themselves about and unashamedly put it up there. I think it's a fucking good exercise. Maybe even yeah, one so The people that haven't listened to this will just log on and be like, what happened to the group? Like everyone's like, I am amazing. I think I'm the best person I know that does this thing. Like I've <laughs> never met anyone who comes anywhere near how good I am at this. Yeah, I know, but that makes it even funnier. <laughs> like, listen to the, the podcast then. Okay. Um, Suzanne. Hi, I've had a really busy two weeks and not having time to snack. Oh, good. Um, week one was in was in calories, but not protein and fruit and veg. This week I've upped the protein, but still struggling to get the fruit and veg in. Is this a big issue if my calories and protein are on target? Being honest, yes. Like you cannot be healthy and thriving if you're not getting in like minimum five fruit and veg a day. Like even that I think is quite low. When you look at all the research from like centenarians and the people that live for the longest and the healthiest they are eating a huge variety of plant-based foods mm-hmm. so five a day is like yeah probably good but realistically you probably want more than that and other things like beans and pulses and nuts and spices and legumes and all that stuff I'm so hungry oh you're just making it all I'm thinking about now is like ratatouille um yeah I mean I would say look in a short term thing when you're really busy and you just couldn't get it in for a day or two fine but yeah like as as the days stretch on and you're noticing that that's happening you need to sort it out yeah just bring it like when you're like oh, I'm too busy to snack just always have like a bag of apples or like a couple of bits of fruit in your bag <laughs> who walks around with Emma Emma Story Gordon walks around with a bushel of apples bushel bushel nobody else is like oh don't worry I've got a bag of apples in the bag do you know what the best part about this is anyone who listens to this who knows me will be like that's Emma I know and like whatever what they call is it a bunch of carrots I don't know 
No, normally if I'm on the go, it's the satsumas and apples. I love me a satsuma, I do. So good. Although I got a tangerine the other day and every single pip, every single segment had pips in it. That's rude. So rude. And it didn't say, you know, I had no warning. <laughs> so it this wasn't like, like these will have pips in, it was just there. I said, I love chicken, but I'll never order like a poussin or like a half a chicken or whatever, because I don't need bones getting in the way of my like luxury bites. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think since I've stopped eating so much chicken, the more chickeny something is, like when there's like bone in it, it reminds me that it's a chicken and I'm like, no. Oh yeah, I'm like that. I'm I'm not funny. Like I'm again, sorry if this offends anyone, but I'm not massively like moralistic about the fact that I'm a meat eater. Like I don't really care. Um, sorry if you do, that's fine. You're entitled to it. I don't. But even I am not that impressed when it looks like the animal that I'm eating. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like a whole fish, like a whole fish. I'm like, no, especially now I'm watching so much Finding Nemo. I'm like, no, I don't want to know about that, please. Thank you. I look like I'm, I'm, uh, look, my face. (laughs) You're completely blurred. (laughs) Show every Sugami finger. Oh, right. Okay. Look Um, how much fatter it is. You poor thing. How long does it take to go down when that happens? This never happened to that finger. Normally it just happens to this one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it'll be your face. Come on here, looking like some old, fat Scottish alcoholic man with a massive Swede. Do you know what I was just thinking? Right, have you ever seen the King's Hands? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what they're starting to look like. Is that? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what he it's has. Something to do with the circulation, but they're like fat hands, aren't they? Yeah, soft, old yeah. Anyway, um, Hazel's just saying hi, and Suzanne, who asked the question about fruit and veg, was like, "Yeah, I kind of knew the truth. Must try harder." <laughs> Get your bag of apples, Suzanne. <laughs> and also, this is another spenny option. And I, the thing is, I'm not gonna lie, guys. The convenient options are always the spenny options, but like for example when I was really low on iron and I like I don't really know how to cook like pulses and and legumes and stuff properly like and also I feel like it takes ages and I can't be honest I don't really want to buy a load of tinned you know pulses and whatever so I would like go into supermarkets and they have like like five bean salad pots stuff Mm -hmm. like that which you just buy I guess for, for vegans and veggies and stuff um and I would just go in and get one of those every day like when I was on my walk I would just go in and get one every day and I know I was getting some good iron in but like they always have stuff like that they have these like there's usually something that you're missing in your diet that if you go into a supermarket and you go past their like little lunch pot things they've got it in there and you just yeah just a tip all right then okay we're up to date okay should we do one more yes can't make today's live as i'm working but i'm wondering is frozen veg okay to have daily like the little mixed packs that usually come in a bag i did this one Oh, and the answer is yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, and I went into big detail about how it's actually better. uh, Better, yeah, because it's fresh when it's good. I love that you did that. Oh, I can see. Yeah, you've liked it. I love that you did that. I have frozen veg pretty much every day. Mm. Um, not spenny, which is another not spenny at all. Um, very, very good for you. Same thing, re frozen fruit. Especially if you're one of those people that likes your shakes. I don't really drink my calories, but if you like your shakes, that's a really good tip as well. 
Okay, I think. What should we do another one? We did that one. Yeah, but is there? A, does that mean we've got to the top? Mm, no. Oh. We're getting. Because uh, they're, they're going to start to get older and irrelevant. <laughs> Professional. Eight weeks ago. I know, right? Um. No. Yeah. See, that's too old. No, okay, let's call it a day there, and I'm going to curate these. If you guys can update any questions on the live, because I feel like we're doing more question post questions than ever this round. Um, yeah, so if you, if you have something, if you could um, update it on the questions post, that would be great. And I'm going to go through it and just make sure that what's left is relevant. Um, okay, have a lovely weekend, everyone. <laughs>